a bunch of crazy stories written by the Brothers Grimm. And now you're gonna learn all about them, listening to the Brothers Grimm. Students and scholars, friends and relations, welcome to the Brothers Dim podcast, where we chit-chat about the stories which were written down by the Brothers Grimm. My name is Phil. And my name is Mike. And today we're going to be talking about a very special episode. <gasps> Grimm's Story 15, Hansel and Gretel, one of the big stars of Grimm's world, I think. However, Michael. However. We have a little housekeeping. Oh boy. Whether or not the house itself is made out of gingerbread. Oh. is another matter. But um, now that the podcast is out in the world... I've heard back from some people, from our dozens oh. of fans. Oh, boy. To, uh, I'll sum, we have a lot to get through today, so I'll just sum up something that has come up, if, if you don't mind. Sure. I don't, I don't know what you've, you've heard, but um, two things, I guess. One, I tend to get into somewhat drunken ADHD tangents, <laughs> which would be fine, but we usually don't loop it back to the actual story, so we should try and do that. And if I'm going off on a tangent, or if you are going off on a tangent, although you don't do that as often as I do, we can we could we should try and say, and this connects to the story how, and see if we can actually connect it or what have you. I think when I was listening to Ragamuffins, we then went and talked about was it Martin Sheen and Emilio Estevez? Yes, <laughs> and managed to not say once so say quote. <laughs> So Amelia Estevez is a bit of a ragamuffin. Oh, that's the wife, good. The, with the life that he's living. And I, I say it was right there. So we should try and do that. I was playing that one back in the car with my kids and they were like, are you going to talk about the story? And I'm like, yeah. we already <laughs> talked about the story. Second, you and I, and to put it bluntly, when we were in our, our, our well, late teens, early 20s, uh, we were dirtbags. I think that is, I certainly I think wasn't. that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Regardless of any, we we've been referencing our past without explaining any context um, sometimes. And then I sort of edit things out. So there's some in jokes that you and I have had, but we don't explain it to the, the, the listeners. So from now on, when we do that, I think we can have a quick segment called tales of teenage dirt baggery, <laughs> where we explain the whole story. And I think in particular, I had people ask me about, what we were talking about with ass face shithead. So, oh boy, if I may, I can tell you my recollection of what happened here, and you can because it's kind of more uh, what happened at Castle Awesome. But uh, if if I recall correctly, oh please, yeah, okay. As I recall, uh, this was when you and some of our dirtbag clique <laughs> <laughs> lived in Boston, and a joke was to sign up friends to magazine subscriptions and catalogs using offensive words as a name and one of the names was always ass face shithead though you lot would try and get past the person on the phone who was signing you up for these things by saying you were asfasi shitied <laughs> then correct and then uh and then spell it ass face shithead and then after a few months the company's computer would filter out the name and you'd stop getting the catalog or whatever however on one night and I think you were particularly drunk, and I believe I was there. You screwed up the name, and you kept <laughs> saying "Asfasi Shitfasi" <laughs> or, or "Assface Shitface," and for whatever reason, the filter never caught it. That name propagated to other lists 
from other companies <laughs> and for the rest of your time when you lived at this house in boston new magazines and oh whatever uh, catalogs were coming for ass face shit face and probably still today at that address <laughs> that's that's the best part is it's probably still coming in um, <laughs> did i get the, am i correct in remembering all that correctly uh that i think that is a reasonably good assessment i don't remember the ass face shit face part but <laughs> it sounds like from the context of the story i wouldn't necessarily remember that anyway i suppose anyway housekeeping done if it's okay with you i'm going to then go through the plot of Grimm's story number 15 hansel and gretel please do once upon a time, a family of four are living in Germany. Dad, a woodcutter. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, though maybe stepmom, um, and we can get into a little bit about that later, because it kind of goes back and forth during the story. And Hansel and Gretel. It comes to pass there's a big famine across the land, and the whole family is starving. So Mom says, let's just bring the kids into the woods, abandon them, Call it a day. Dad uh, initially refuses, but the wife pesters him, saying, look, it's it's them or or it's all of us going to die. So finally, dad agrees, says the first line to make me laugh, which was, but I feel very bad for the children all, all the same. You know, <laughs> that's, that's nice, I guess. My first came much later. As soon as we get to the part in the story, please tell me. But kids overhear the plan. So Hansel does not want to be abandoned in the woods goes outside he fills his pockets with shiny stones hansel's plan is to leave the stones every few dozen feet so he can find his way back out of the forest after mom and dad abandon him sure enough mom and dad leave and by the light of the moon hansel can see the stones off they pop back home dad is delighted mom is nonplussed <laughs> and life goes on until another famine hits same story beats uh, mom wants to abandon the kids in the woods. Dad does not want to, but he relents. This time, however, Hansel can't go pick up shiny stones because mom has locked the door. All Hansel has left is a crust of bread. So as he's walking uh, and being walked into the woods to be abandoned <laughs> instead of shiny stones, which he can follow back home, he leaves pieces of bread. However, birds eat the bread. Bread gets all et up by the birds. So now the kids are well and truly abandoned and they are lost. They wander around for three days till finally seeing the gingerbread house. Hansel's like, well, let's go eat that house up. And, <laughs> and <laughs> incredible agrees as they're eating. A woman comes out and says, oh, you poor souls starving. No doubt. Come inside. And I promise you. No harm will come to you. So in they go. They eat a big meal. Why would you even say that? <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't worry, kid. I'm not one of those crazy witches that lives in a magic house in the woods that's going to turn you into ravens or anything like that. You know? <laughs> so they go in. They eat a big meal. She gives them comfy beds. Kids think they're set for life. But no. <gasps> Turns out... <laughs> The old woman was lying. She was a witch the whole time. Oh, shit. And I know. I feel uh, a lot of people probably know these know this story, but that's okay. We're going to go through it anyways. Yeah, we're going to continue on. It turns um, out there's a part that I didn't know. There's a couple parts in that I, I didn't know after. <laughs> yeah, that, that just get tacked <laughs> onto the end, but that's all right. I can see why. <laughs> yeah. Her plan, as 
the witch is what is to just lay in wait for kids to come to her gingerbread house and then kidnap them and then cook them and eat them. Also, apparently witches have very poor eyesight and they just mentioned that apropos of nothing. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of foreshadowing. It is foreshadowing a little bit. Um, for now, kids are asleep. The witch sets in motion her plan. She carries Hansel up into a shed outside and her plan is to fatten him up so that he'll make for a, a, a tasty morsel. Hansel gets to eat food. Gretel is just being fed crab shells, <laughs> but is also being forced to help out with the daily chores. Finally, after enough time, the witch decides she's hungry enough and that Hansel is fat enough. And even if he's not wicked fat, tomorrow's the day and she's going to eat that boy. She says, Gretel, fetch me some water. And then she lights her walk-in oven. <laughs> yeah. Says, okay, Gretel, you go inside and check the oven. Make sure it's working. Because the witch is also planning to eat Gretel. So she's, I'll, I'll cook Gretel too. So Gretel, though, says she doesn't know how to check the oven. The witch is like, you stupid girl, it's easy. Just watch me. And then after I come back out of the oven, you go back into the oven to check. <laughs> witch walks into the oven. Gretel closes the door. The witch burns to death. And here is where normally we would leave the story from any time I've ever read yeah. this story. Yeah. This is they, 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 they're done. But they live happily uh, ever after. Here they go on a little bit. Gretel frees Hansel from the shed. They dick around for a bit in the house and find a jar full of pearls and jewels. Steal so, everything. Yeah. <laughs> like They load up what they can carry and now quite wealthy. They set out to try and find somewhere nice to live. They come across a river and see a duck. They call the duck over and say a little poem to the duck. And then the <laughs> duck carries them across the river. And then the duck leaves the story, which is a weird little side quest that takes up like the bulk of an entire page of this five page story. Oh, I'd never ducks. heard about the duck before, but that's okay. Duck brings them across the river. They, they keep walking. Eventually Hansel says, wait, this, this place is starting to look familiar. Lo and behold, they see their dad's house and seem happy about this. Despite that, they knew that he's the one who abandoned them in the woods <laughs> to die or be eaten. But that said, off they run. They open the door. They see their dad. The father says, hey, you know what? I felt so bad about the whole child abandonment thing. <laughs> I'm delighted you came back. By the way, while you were gone for a couple of weeks or whatever, your mom died. So <laughs> or stepmom. So, you know, that so we don't have to worry about her telling me we're going to abandon you in the woods anymore. Don't worry about that. And the kids are delighted. They empty their pockets with all their treasure. All three of them are now rich, and now they live happily ever after. The end. So, yeah, that was the first line that made me laugh was, the woman, however, was dead. The woman. <laughs> Just very succinct. <laughs> the story's already five pages. <laughs> we can't likely go on for, for very much longer. Uh, oh, right. By the way. <laughs> you know, fuck it. The stepmom died or whatever, or the mom, whatever she was. It's a little bit confusing because we talk about it being both. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to start with that. <laughs> we can. I've got some notes 
for later on. Do you have a moral for this story? I think it's a well enough known story. I've got a couple. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of, a, you know, us against the world. We've talked about trust in your siblings. OK, um, little brother, the, the and little 12 sister. brothers. Yeah, I mean, don't trust witches in the woods. I'm for that. That's similar to one of mine. I have don't str- don't trust strangers with candy. Yeah, but you you know me. I'm not I'm not good with the morals. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, I'm well aware. <laughs> Teenage dirtbaggery. Well, that's my... um, This one also seems, I feel, maybe patriarchal. It seems the father figure's good, mother figure's bad. And I'm including the witch in that, because she's sort of a mother figure. But the father never wanted to abandon the kids. He did. He relented after he was pestered by the, the mom or the stepmom or whatever. Uh, And then they go and they find the witch and the witch is just like, I won't harm you. I'm just a kindly old woman. Please come inside. And then she immediately sets about her plan to eat them, which is again. And then finally they get back. All the women have died that were going to do them harm, the kids Mm -hmm. harm. And the only one left is the father who's now going to apparently be a good father to these kids that he's twice abandoned in the woods sorry kids <laughs> daddy yeah, needs I a little of that strange i don't yeah i mean, i know you're obviously you see the problem with there but he's he's not a great guy no. <laughs> um to that point i don't know if i really read this as patriarchal i mean there is a there is a, a theme there of the the women being evil but okay. i mean it's not like he was strong-willed loving no kind of a douche they sort of paint him that way though they are they're trying to it's weird that they give they give him the one line which is the the one that i thought was funny but yeah but i feel very bad for the children like he's he's just being he's browbeaten by this horrible woman yeah no parents are good in grims maybe all right maybe that's a new goal is we'll, we'll try to find a, a decent parent that's that's a human Animal parents are, are generally great. Wonderful. Even the, the was the goats? The mom the goat, goat mom, yeah. Yeah, goat mom was fantastic. Yeah, she, she taught them well. She didn't fuck around. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't teach them super Straight well. Straight up murdered the wolf. <laughs> she taught them as much as one could expect a goat to learn. <laughs> ATU, type 327. The story type is Hansel and Gretel. There are uh, virtually no changes to the story across the different countries that this has appeared in, with a small exception that what the house is made out of, whether or not, as it were, that gingerbread was used. And I I can go in a little bit into gingerbread in a little bit, but everything else is kind of based on that. Like Spain has a story where the house is just made out of sugar. The origin in the... the notes from Wilhelm and Jacob said it was just a general story from the area, but it actually might have been... At least this version put together by Dorch and Wild, one of the of the Wild Sisters fame. Yeah. With a big asterisk, though. The asterisk being components of the story had been around since like the late Middle Ages, if not way earlier. Like using breadcrumbs to mark a path mm. is similar to Theseus using thread to mark out the labyrinth when he was going oh, to kill the Minotaur. Right. And and things like that. Um, which is having bad eyesight was another one that one actually i remembered from like another greek story i don't know if that's actually common the witches with with eyesight's thing but i don't know if you remember this uh do you ever you know the story of medusa i do so perseus right went to go kill medusa medusa with the snake hair and turn people into stone and 
Perseus went to three witches that all shared a single eye and a single tooth. Perseus goes to the witches. He steals their eye and says, I'll give you the eye back because now they're blind if you tell me where Medusa is. So they do. And then he goes and kills Medusa with, I think they might also give him the mirror shield. Uh, so then she yeah. sees herself. I'm going off a little bit about that, but um, that's OK. We've, we've uh, had worse tangents. Yes. And we're, we're bringing it back. <laughs> <laughs> How does this relate to the story? I've got a couple. I have some notes and I have a movie pitch. Ooh, I didn't bother with the movie pitch because I figured it's been done before, but I would love to hear yours. But I do have not so many notes as laughable lines. Uh, okay. Like the, the last note I wrote was woodcutter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it literally saw it starts right at the beginning. Oh, it was a woodcutter and uh, he couldn't afford to have children. So he abandoned yeah. them in the woods. So, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't afford to have children, but he, <laughs> he could afford to have two wives. So the witch built the the gingerbread house to entice children to come and then she can steal them and eat them sure it's as as we've learned it is like dead in the middle of nowhere in the forest <laughs> why not build it on the outside of a village yeah or <laughs> somewhere closer i mean like how often do children come by here really everyone would know if if you, if you built if you built a candy house, there was I remember when I was a kid, there was rumor there was this one house that everyone it was rumored that there was a pervert at, and he's weird. He doesn't wear a shirt or something like that. I don't know where the rumors started, but there was there was always that. So I think if the witch was killing and eating kids, although now that I think about it a little bit, maybe that could be a business venture for this witch in germany in 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 the early in the early 1800s where there are a lot of poor woodcutters put out a note among among the town's folk yeah like hey having trouble keeping these kids alive because you poor (laughs) send them my way i'll eat them i'll bring them to heaven (laughs) like the virgin mary and well yeah our lady's child the middle part might be a little different yeah. from <laughs> lady mary but you know they'll get there all the same but yeah i guess i mean i guess you got a point this is also what 200 years after 150 years after the the witch panic and the witch trials in, in europe largely in germany i didn't know i did not know that there was a witch burning or hunting thing similar to what we had in the united states oh yeah no it was it was big in europe I thought it was late 1600s, but I think it was early mid 1600s was okay. sort of witch hysteria in, in Europe, specifically Germany. There was a lot there, a lot yeah. of executions. But this is I mean, so we're writing this down 150 years later. So maybe witches can't set up shop right on the edge of town. Certainly, Jacob and Wilhelm were, if not scared of witches, witches make a huge part of of everything that goes bad. I mean, we're 15 stories in and more than half of these have a witch in it, right? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's up there with wolves. I have I have a big question. I don't okay. know if this is in your notes. So after the witch reveals her plan, I think I think you you cut some of this for time, um, but I think you had mentioned this. After the witch reveals her plan uh to to the well she I mean she locks up Hansel overnight and then is making Gretel cook for him to fatten yeah. him up, but she can only, Gretel then can only eat crab shells. <laughs> but, 
where are the crabs coming from <laughs> in the middle of the woods? Where's where is she getting fresh crabs? Forest crabs. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I saw those in EverQuest once. Google has, let's see, if I type in forest crabs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want to do this. There, <laughs> there are none. How about bush crabs? Where, I don't even, I assume they have crabs up in the North Sea or the Baltic Sea. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, just, at least they seems... would know. I mean, clearly they knew it because they wrote it down. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. a very, it's very strange that, that. This is supposed to be like the, the middle, middle of the woods. I yeah. picture, you know, sort of the, the middle of the Black Forest. Uh, um, chocolate cake. Well, Black Forest cake. Yeah. Yeah. That's my, that's one of my favorite types of cake. Instead, though, of uh, the dark Black Forest cake, <laughs> we can we can talk a little bit about gingerbread. Ew. Uh gingerbread. By the way, I, I did a little research on this. There was I found a website that I absolutely adore, which is was made by a woman named Lynn Oliver, who was a librarian and a food historian from SUNY Albany, and has this website called food foodtimeline.org. And oh, this sounds awesome. It's amazing. And it's it's the most web 1.0 nonsense. Like someone had just learned, I don't even know if it's HTML. Like what, what like <laughs> pre whatever, whatever we all had. And it's just called foodtimeline.org and it's just pages and pages and pages of linked written articles from this one main timeline on the front page of uh to teach you all about where where food comes from. And it's it's really neat. I suggest everyone give it nice. a look. But um, she said the gingerbread house treat would have probably been known to Jacob and Wilhelm and uh, and, and Dorchen. However, it probably wasn't until the story came out that the concept exploded with popularity, which I thought was was really neat. They were the first ones. Dorchen was the first one to have to have the idea of a life size version with a witch inside. Like I said, it's kind of neat that this seems to have been there was elements of this which may have just been Dorchen viled. Now I want gingerbread. It's good stuff. It was a uh, at the time a specialty bread used for uh, Christmas or Easter or on your name day. Do you have a name day? What what uh, if I may? What religion are you? I don't even know. I know we're not I... really religious, but were, <laughs> what, were you raised as anything? I was raised Protestant loosely okay. up until like early teens, and then everything kind of petered out. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, I, it's hard to bring yeah. early teenagers to church and make them still go. It's not the most interesting thing I've ever done in my whole life. But yeah. um, so the name day is when you would get a lot of gingerbread in Germany. I know at least with the Catholics, if you when you get confirmed, you, uh, you get you get to pick a new name. Oh, I think right. my, my wife's picked Catalina or something like that or Katora. So it's, it's, she has a weird one. But um, mm -hmm. the brothers seem to really love this story above almost all others so uh as the additions went on they kept adding to it and it kept getting longer and longer uh so oh, much that's so that interesting oh yeah they were adding shit to it like for, first of all first it was absolutely just the mom they yeah. switched up to a stepmom but then too, things too hardcore like, <laughs> yeah things like the 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 duck that they meet the duck boat <laughs> yeah it takes them across the river that shit all just got added on later and had been, you know, like a just a tiny portion of another book. But everyone wanted, you know, apparently people were going nuts about Hansel and Gretel. And so they they just kept adding to it. And so even in the, the kind of 
shortened like oh we're only going to put three three hunt three grim stories in like you know a smaller book for poor people it would be frog prince and then hansel and gretel was always always also included but... Uh, I have a I have a quick movie pitch. I yeah, please. Not even a movie. I, I shouldn't say this was a tricky one. I thought because Hansel and Gretel, I felt had been done a million times. And it's but, it's typically, I mean, it's it's fairly clean. Yeah, as as these stories go, there's not a ton you can do, but I think I I think I cracked something. So I'm actually pitching this as a spec script. Either for Star Trek or, but really in my head, Firefly, Ooh. which was the, I think the the American space western drama television series. For anyone who does not remember this series, which ran for one season twenty years ago, <laughs> but was canceled, and was there was such an uproar over the cancellation, they actually got funding to make a movie. Yeah, which no which, one saw. Which oh no, I saw it. I have. It on I DVD. saw it too. Yeah, no, I loved it. I, I'm so, but like, <laughs> I've I've been trying to make my family watch the the show so that we can watch the movie just for See, that. And there's and therein lies the same problem that everyone that's a fan of this show has had <laughs> for the entirety of its run and why it was nobody canceled. wants to listen to you. <laughs> so, anyways the the series takes place in the year in the 2500s. They leave Earth. And go to a different solar system, which has a ton of planets and moons. And they all terraform all the planets and moon, moons into a Old West style group of planets. So it's a bit hazy on the details. But the crux is that uh, it's kind of like the Wild Wild West. And the crew of the Firefly, which was the name of a ship, is a ragtag bunch of misfits. Sort of like the A-Team running around helping people or doing whatever so but in that universe there was a planet which a science experiment goes bad and the planet turns into a zombie apocalypse planet and they're called reavers i believe yes uh and they have but these zombies they have spaceships they can come and eat you in space if you if you're not careful two teenagers are living on one of the moons which then gets hit with a famine the reavers show up start trying to turn this place into another reaver zombie world. Dad and mom are poor, but mom built her own spaceship. So she puts the kids on the ship knowing she had the zombie plague, but she, she could cure herself. She thought maybe she could cure herself before doing any harm to her kids. Anyways, <laughs> that always they, works out. Yeah. In zombie stories, <laughs> but they send the kids off into a spaceship to, to get away from the zombie reavers. Uh, and then, the story is told in breadcrumbs, which the crew of the Firefly keep picking up different distress signals from the Ooh. little distress pods that these kids are leaving behind as they try and get towards the, the main government. And each distress signal talks about a different part of the story. It's going to have a fun little B-plot bottle episode with the crew fighting about there's, oh, there's no reason to follow a bunch of zombies, but, you know, oh, but we got to save the kids. And, and yeah, mom's going crazier and crazier. Eventually wants to eat the kids due to her, due to her zombie disease. And then uh, everything comes together with the daughter and son having to hunt and kill the mom while she's hunting them. Crew of the Firefly come just in time to see the kids put zombie mom onto an escape pod. And then they either just blow it up or launch it into the sun or something like that. So um, so that's my that's my pitch. I think you can I like it. Probably do a Star Trek on it, but what's nice about fireflies they already had the the zombie world set up yeah which for eating kids 
that sort that can sort of work as opposed to just I'm just a lady that enjoys eating children. <laughs> it makes me wonder, have you read or watched The Expanse? No. I haven't I haven't read it. The first book has been on my list for ages. The books are apparently better than the show, but the show I was very obsessed with. I came to it very late. Uh, but it actually reminds me a fair amount of that. It starts out, there's, you know, a, a ragtag crew of a ship who by hook or by crook have found themselves chasing down this missing girl and sort of like okay. following her footsteps throughout the solar system. All right. Well then I'll maybe it fits, I'll pitch it, it right an expanse in. story too. <laughs> yeah. Highly recommended if you have uh extra time to watch seven seasons of something on prime. Sure. Oh, okay. It's on prime. Then I, <laughs> then yeah, I can watch it back to the story. Snap back to reality. Do you have anything further you would like to chit chat about? Uh, so one from... thing that was one thing that you skipped over in your description, which is you know there's a lot there, is that and I I had forgot about this, and then as I was reading it, I was remembering I had read a version of this maybe in Usborn books where so Hansel's locked up and the witch is making Gretel cook for him and fatten him up. And every time the witch comes out to see if he's been fattened up yet, she has him hold out a finger and she feels the finger to see how plump it is. But he knows that she has bad eyesight and has yeah. to feel. So he sticks a bone out through the door, through the bars of the cage. And she doesn't know the difference. <laughs> and so that's how she finally gives up after like, was it four days or four weeks or whatever? It doesn't say they wandered around the woods for three days and then... Yeah. They're just they're just at that place for some time while I assume a couple of weeks for while she wants to fatten him up. And I didn't. Yeah, you're right. I did gloss over it. And I'll tell you why is because it didn't matter to the end of the story. That's true. Because she just decides, you know what? Enough time has passed. I don't care about him being. It doesn't matter how fat or skinny he is. I'm going to eat him tomorrow. It was four weeks, actually. It was, it, that oh. was called out. The reason I mentioned is because it, that's the reason why it's called out that she has poor eye or witches in general have poor eyesight. Yeah. That was sort of like there was a hook there that so enabled just... Hansel to, to lead her on for four weeks, getting fatter and fatter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, poor Gretel just is only allowed to eat crab shells. <laughs> not even just not even crab. Just, you know, <laughs> So what's is that what the witch is eating then? Who's eating all the meat? From maybe he was crabs? going to Hansel. I oh well oh true yeah maybe he's, he's getting, eating a, he's getting crab gingerbread crab cakes gingerbread a delicious Ginger crab, crab stew. <laughs> all right, so they they're not gone very long from their dad. So my kid is only eight months old right now. So if he went missing for a month, I would have just assumed the worst. <laughs> I would Especially say, I would if like you abandon him in not, the woods. <laughs> he can barely, I don't think he has the ability to like to survive in the woods for very long, let alone, well, I guess four weeks and three days. Yeah. So they is wander he, around. Is he cruising yet? He's he's creeping, it's called. What is what is creeping? I mean, I know what creeping is for adults. <laughs> he creeping is, yeah, he's, he's creeping. Uh, he doesn't use his legs to skitter around. It's all army style crawls. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, they call that creeping. Uh, Whereas cruising is like standing and walking, but holding on to things as he goes. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, he's nowhere near that yet. He he's. I think he's not that far from it, but um, it's all over then. Oh my god! I think. <laughs> oh, I I, one other thing that I thought was interesting is I noticed okay. that the first 
stage adaptation of Hansel and Gretel was put together by Engelbert Humperdinck, but not the Engelbert Humperdinck that we know, the British <laughs> singer from the mid mid 20th century. Yeah. Uh, this was he. Uh, what was it? 1700s or 1800s? I think it was. Oh, no, it must have been 1800s. Um, yeah. So huh. the Engelbert Humperdinck that we know, that was a stage name. First of all, oh, yeah. that I was not that. his. I didn't know that. I, I knew that <laughs> if you were going to go up with a stage name. I'm not sure why. Um, OK, so <laughs> that's very funny. Do you, do you remember so, the short lived 90s industrial uh, outfit called Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> and they had that song. They, they had one hit. It was Pleiadian Agenda, which was a banger. Swear now, I, as soon as you said the name of that song, I'll was, go back was, and listen to it. It was a big Haven hit at the time. Yeah. Speaking of being a teenage dirtbag. Yeah. <laughs> hanging around a goth club, smoking clothes. But yes, yeah, yeah. so I, I went and looked at that up because I, I was like, I haven't thought of that in ages. They were American. Pretending sure. to be German. Well, they're, they're trying to suck up all that uh, Rammstein <laughs> heat. <laughs> Such a good, nice guy. So, dude. and the the song that you requested and what we shall play out our show with was uh was clearly what was it Hansel and Gretel's Lady and Agenda, Pleiadian Agenda. <laughs> this has been the Brothers Dim <laughs> and some story other stuff. number fifteen. Hansel and Gretel. Uh, sleep tight, and we will see you next time. See you next time.